is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the It's Game Time podcast. This is episode number 18, our second live and in-person episode. With me, as always, is my co-host, Eric. Eric, how you doing? Uh, I wish, honestly, I mean, I talked to you a little bit before recording. I wish I was doing better. Um, It's been a, uh, I, I found some difficult news out. I'm actually, I'll be working a lot. Next week, I'll, I'll be a very busy man that I, in which I should not be as busy as I am. But sadly, I got dealt a bad hand, apparently, from somehow. But that's next week. I'm still focused on this week. I got school tomorrow. Then I got work the next two days. And then I got Saturday, in which Saturday is our next draft. It's not that it's game time one. It's Sunday. Sunday, Sunday my bad. Yes. My bad. Sunday's our next draft. Yes, we're... Eric and I are both finishing our first week of school. Obviously, he's a little more busy than I am at, at the moment, so he has his hands full, so he might not be fully pre- prepared for the draft. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. This is one of the very few times in which I am not going to be prepared for everything, but still I'm going to I'm still going to be on my game. Yes. Obviously, well, I mean well, <laughs> well, well, we'll see. I mean, we'll talk about the last draft in a little bit. The it's game time, the, the official first annual Fantasy football draft. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Yes. Talk about some of the players that you took that. Oh, very close to my heart. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, it was a. I loved the draft. I mean, I obviously also, I may have won the draft, but I also definitely, without a doubt, I won best dressed. We may have to post the photo of our. You definitely were very well dressed. I think. You know, Tommy and I maybe close second, tied for close second. I don't know. My, I think we have to post the photo okay. that we took of me, you, and Tommy. Yeah. And I, I'm telling you, I don't know if the socks are in it, but if they are, it's an automatic dub. Okay, I'll, I'll give it to you. I mean, I think we can both agree, though, who was the worst dressed, right? Oh, yeah. Connor. It was you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. No, you might have had a little issues with the buttons at first, but yeah. you got those fixed, but... Got Connor P walking in with Ravens gear and oh guys, just wait till a his, little foreshadowing about what his draft was like. Oh my gosh, I mean that kid and he, I mean he is sticking by his team. I have to give him that. Yes, but so obviously that's a little spoiler what what Connor P's team looks like. But we do have some Instagram polls to get to in re- in regards to the mock draft we did in preparation for the draft. We did the mock draft. If you remember Ben and Lindsay? Yes. We all drafted from each of our picks, and everyone out there, all of our fans, voted for what they thought of each of the mock draft teams. Exactly. I was very. That was again our very first in person episode, yes. and I, it was a great one. The vibe was completely different from doing it online, and I loved it. And I think it was a lot more engaging because I said this. I mean, if you listen to other mock draft episodes, there's a little dead air in between. Yes. But this one, since we're in person, it was filled. Yes. There was filler. Yes. And you love to hear that because, I mean, there was joking around and everything like that. So let's hear the responses for those mock drafts. Yeah, so the first team that I'm going to talk about was Ben's team and – if you don't remember his team, I'll just go over his starting lineup really quick. It was Matthew Stafford, Dalvin Cook, Antonio Gibson, DK Metcalf, Mari Cooper, Logan Thomas, Cooper Cup, and Kareem Hunt. So in regards to how people graded his team, he got six A's, four B's, three D's, and two C's. Wow, so it was a very hit or miss um, uh, 
voting. Yes, it's it's interesting. A lot of, a lot of these um, teams like not not everyone likes and not everyone dislikes. It's always some people like it and some people don't. It's just everyone has a different perspective. I do love. His, well, who is his QB again? Is, well, remember he drafted two in the seventh round. Oh, yeah. He also has Matthew Stafford. Yeah, I think Matthew Stafford, I know projections-wise, he is probably one of the worst top ten QBs you could take. But I think that he has, with that Rams offense, and I, and I know Ben thinks this too, and that's why he drafted him, um, I personally also agree that he will be a – he'll be probably pro- – possibly – he could be a – Top six QB fantasy-wise. I, I like him a lot, but the reason that I think some people don't like him and the reason that some people don't think he's going to finish that high is because he doesn't have some of the rushing ability that like a Kyler Murray or a Josh Allen have. That They get a lot of importance on the ground. There. Yeah. Um, he's going to have to throw a ton of touchdowns. And throw I think he will. Yards. I really think he will. I, I think he'll I, be slinging it. He, he's definitely going to. I, I just think that just because he lacks that rushing production, it's... I still think a top 10 finish is in reach, but I think top six is a li- little crazy. I was almost about to say top five, but then I was like, there's oh. no. <laughs> no, because there's Mahomes, Allen, Murray, Lamar, Dak. Russell, Dak. So top six, I think, would be very impressive, even at yes. that. Absolutely. So the next team we have here, I believe, is Lindsay's team. She, had, she drafted Dak Prescott, Alvin Kamara, David Montgomery, Calvin Ridley, DJ Moore, Darren Waller, Kenny Galladay, Chase Edmonds, and yeah, so that's her starting lineup. And the voting went eight Bs, five As, two Cs, and one D. Wow. Uh, the one suspect pick that I think everyone else ex- except Lindsay agreed on was the Kenny Galladay pick. Mm. I'm even a Giants fan, and I don't see him as a good, uh, a quality starting piece. Mm. Especially even with a team this deep, yes. when you have two flex positions, I still don't think that that was a a great pickup. I mean, on your bench maybe, but I personally, even as a Giants fan, I have that little red dot next to him. Yeah, to, to avoid him. I'm not a fan of him either. That that could be why she didn't get the A because you gotta gotta have a strong flex to to complete. Exactly. Fortunately, she doesn't. But maybe maybe she did a little bit better in the the real draft. We'll, we'll get to that. Exactly. You know, we'll get to where she she falls in coming up later my power rankings for the oh wow in which i i'm pretty sure i gave Lindsay an a maybe you gave Lindsay a did i give her a b you gave her a b okay yeah okay i was i was like oh that's actually a pretty impressive team yeah no she definitely put together a good team and i think uh ben and i probably because we're we're with (laughs) her a lot the past week or so we probably gave her a little too much information (laughs) yeah maybe yeah but yeah, so the next team, uh, the next team was Eric's team. Yeah, uh, yes. Ryan Tannehill, Jonathan Taylor, which you've been seeing <laughs> on Instagram, sneak peek. You know, you know how much that got everyone crazy. Uh, Tyreek Hill, Terry McLaurin, Mark Andrews, T. Higgins, and Miles Gaskin is your starting lineup. So your breakdown was five A's, five C's, four D's, and two B's. Oof. People weren't weren't a fan of your team. <laughs> um, I I think I got. I think it would have been a lot better. I think those C's were turning B's if I had a better QB. If I if I got Herbert maybe or Lamar or something like that or someone like that. I definitely think Tannehill hurts. I wasn't really managing in the QB department. That's something that like kind of slips my mind all the time mm-hmm. is because QBs aren't top necessities at times. But once once you forget about it, that's when you get screwed. That's when you're like, oh, shit. 
who was left and which I think, I think it was like Tannehill, maybe Burrow was left, maybe Brady was left. I, I don't know. And then, I mean, yeah, I think the problem people have is when they don't see like one of those elite quarterbacks, yeah. they automatically think, oh, the team sucks. But Ryan Tannehill has been great in fantasy and great in real life. And the rest of your team is solid. So that that's the only real. Yeah. I mean, Jonathan team. Taylor as RB1 is a fantastic pick. I, I love that. It's even better when you have as your RB2. Yeah, but I'm very – I think he'll be RB1 production. I really I do. do. So. I think I think he could be top 10. Yeah. Let's uh, – so my team, the best for last, we got Russell Wilson, Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb, Allen Robinson, Robert Woods, TJ Hawkinson, Miles Sanders, and Tyler Boyd. I got eight Bs, three As, two Cs, three Ds. So Pretty even. Pretty, pretty spread even. out. Yeah, so – I would give it a B as well. It wasn't not a fan of my Miles Sanders pick or even I don't like Miles Sanders either. Even TJ Hawkinson, I think he's gonna have a down year. So, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So, but overall though, uh, I put all four teams on the Instagram poll. Sorry, <laughs> technical difficulties yeah. again. For some reason, Jet's phone just wants to stop recording. Is it like a notification that you get? No, I, it could be because my iCloud storage is running low, but I'm still able to video and everything. It's so weird. I don't want to put it on my phone, though. That's a, <laughs> that's such a huge storage file that yeah. I don't want to put it on mine. Um, but anyways, you have to, we have to invest. You have to invest and get in a video camera of sorts. Yes, a really cheap, nice one. I, I'm in studio television now. They have really nice. T- oh yeah. Uh, Video cameras, yeah. I can just steal one from the be Tampa. Because obviously we can't rely on Zoom recording our our stuff anymore. Oh, so. absolutely no, no. But no, no. anyways, what I what I was saying before we had a little malfunction there with the the equipment in the the room, I put all four teams on a poll and I asked everyone who they thought had the best team, and it was very very tight. It was really? a three way tie for the the top team between my team between. Lindsay's team and between Ben's team all had Oof. four votes. You had three votes. Oh, I was close. It was very, very close. From the presiding votes of my 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 grading of my team, um, I was surprised I was actually kind of close on that. I was only one vote away. Yeah, so everyone thought the draft between our teams was pretty even, but um, ready to move on to the, the real draft. That the happened. real draft, the important draft, the one I... I st- I showed up, and I mean, I was stunting on these hoes. Oh <laughs> uh, well, I'll just say a lot of that is there were a lot of my picks. Uh, Austin <laughs> Eckler, I think you have T.J. Hawkinson. Yeah, let me let me see um, my. I don't fully know my rosters. There we go, rosters. All right, yeah. So you know, well, you got your guy Josh Jacobs. That I that love that. I got him as my RB2. Read your team out so everyone knows. All right, so my team is Justin Herbert. I'm, uh, that's another one of my guys. Austin Eckler, both me and Jets guys. Yes. Josh Jacobs, my guy. Tyreek Hill, everyone's guy. If, <laughs> yeah, if, 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 he's not, if he's not your guy, you don't know fantasy. I got Allen Robinson. That's one of your guys. I got TJ Hawkinson. That's one of your guys. I got Ronald Jones Jr. as a flex, which is fine. I think uh, I don't know why he's actually at flex position right now in this. That's just according to I think fantasy purposes, yeah. their opinion. And I got Cortland Sutton as a flex. I got Harrison Bucker, San Francisco defense. I got Sony Michelle on the bench. 
I'm high on him because I think he's going to actually get a good amount of touches over Daryl Henderson. Mm-hmm. Or even if they do split time, I think he's a good bench piece. And doesn't he – isn't he a good receiving back? He's not. He's he, not? He New England never used him as one. I'm not saying he can't be one, but that was never his role. Oh, I thought yeah. he was. Was that James White James then? White was the Oh, guy, okay. Yeah. But he, not saying he can't do that in Los Angeles is unlikely. For my last pick, I got Malcolm Brown, Miami running back. I, I, I needed running yeah, backs because yeah. I got I went more highly on wide receivers. I got Michael Gallup on the bench, Curtis Samuel on the bench, Marquise Brown on the bench, bench and Mikol Hartman on the bench to round out my team. I mean, I would have loved that starting lineup, and I'm sure you love it too. The only thing I disagree with is obviously Josh Jacobs and – I know we, we talked about this a little with the Justin Herbert pick, maybe a little too early, but yeah. he's your guy and you got him. So Yeah, he's my guy. And I think we both agreed that when I took him, I forgot what round I took him in around, I think maybe six, sev- seven six or seven. Yeah, yeah something like that. And it was on the go around. So I had a good, I don't know, like 12 picks. No, not 12, like nine picks. Nine, yeah. nine picks until my next pick. Mm-hmm. And I was fairly, and there were still teams that needed a QB and I was fairly confident that Herbert would have gone I and mean, I guess we just won't have video then use something that we use it's one of the something before yeah the, yeah. yeah um yeah just phones being a little <laughs> I'll I'll okay <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll he'll handle it guys but Jet let me read off your team here yes, all right please all right he has Russell Wilson Aaron Jones. I mean, that's you got him in the last I mock did. draft. So if I didn't get uh, Eckler, I'm, I'm happy I got Aaron Jones. So. Then he got Jonathan Taylor as his RB two. So there that's you go. that's pretty good. You he go. got Terry McLaurin as wide receiver one. Chris Godwin as wide receiver two. Mike Gesicki, Miami. Last person to take a tight end, and he was really all that was left. So. Yeah, Ben sniped me with Jonathan. Ben Smith, sniped so. him <laughs> along with nine other people in this league, which is everyone else. Yeah. So. Uh, he has Mike Davis at flex, Javante Williams at flex, Matt Gay. I was surprised you took him. I well, you don't we, like, you don't care about. I don't care, but the Rams' offense, like we just said, is going to be good in points equals. True. You know, it helps for kickers. Denver, Denver defense going just Giants. going against go. the Giants. I mean, that's an awful pick. That's going to lose your points if you start them. Michael Carter, your guy. Yes, I don't know why CD Lamb's on my bench there, but obviously he'll yeah. be in my wide receiver two spot. Godwin will be in my flex. Yeah, he has CD Lamb on the bench for some reason. Corey Davis also on the bench. Jalen Waddle, you got two Miami dudes, very high. Jacoby Myers, Terrence Marshall Jr. Yes, hoping for a lot of upside there. And Brian Edwards. Those three guys, Myers, Marshall, Edwards. I'll be totally fine if just one of them breaks out because obviously the chance of all of them is is very small. But that's why you go for upside on the bench. Yeah, so that was me and Jets team in which i'll be honest uh fantasy pros did not favor me in the rankings me at either. all i mean you more so but i mean i got last place yes. i got a score of 77 jet he got a score of 90 which is actually pretty, middle literally middle of the pack i mean go click on yours for a second i'm just curious to see why what, what I guess it's it's honestly because um, uh, I mean probably you have the well they they don't have Eckler ranked as high I think I think that's what it is they have him ranked I think like eight or nine among running backs and obviously they give the edge to some of the other um, 
running backs. But yeah, so basically what we're going to talk about now is besides our teams, we're going to pick one team that we think is the best um, other than our own because obviously we both, <laughs> we both love our teams and to pick one of our own would just not really make sense <laughs> in, in, in this regard. So, I mean, for me, I think my team that I would look as the favorite, not, not necessarily clear favorite right now, is going to be Ben's team who was actually on this um, mock draft. Like I mentioned before, he has Josh Allen, Dalvin Cook, David Montgomery, Calvin Ridley, Mike Evans, John Smith, my guy, T. Higgins, <laughs> Odell Beckham Jr., Rodrigo Blankenship, and New England Patriots defense. For me, I feel like other than my own, he has a very solid team, and I'm curious to see what uh, Eric thinks. I mean, according to Fantasy Pros, he does have the top team tied with Josh. So. Yeah. Um, for me, the only question mark really is Mike, Evan, Mike Evans' wide receiver too because I had him last year, I drafted him last year, and he did not produce. Yeah. I mean, not even close to the value that he was drafted at. But the thing is, he has T. Higgins. I mean, T. Higgins could easily be a wide receiver, too. He's obviously seen as a flex at the moment. but So that that's that's not really a bad switch in there. Jono Smith, you got to hope that he actually turns yeah. up good because if, if something happens to where Hunter Henry is valued more um, or used more, sorry, then... You screwed yourself yes. in the tight end department. Yes. Absolutely, ben, ben shouldn't have listened to me. Then, if that happened, then yeah, <laughs> yeah. For me, I where is it? Where is it? There we go. For me, it's it's Aaron's team. Aaron's team. Okay. I I I just look at this team and I'm like, oh my gosh, he has Kyler Murray, he has Saquon Barkley, he has Chase Edmonds as RB two. I don't know if that's Oh, I'm not crazy about him as an RB2, but as a flex, I'd be fine with him. The only thing with Edmonds is stuff. Kyler Murray is, is, is sort of a running – I mean, he's a quarterback, but he, he runs the ball a lot, and yeah. he might not get the goal line work. Like James Conner's also on that team. So. Yeah, and then he has Stephon Diggs at wide receiver one. Keenan Allen that's, that's a great as wide, wide receiver two, and then – Second wide receiver. Second in wide receiver's ranking, and then he has – Kyle Pitts, big upside there. Yes. That could, I mean, that could just it could it could also flop because yeah. rookie tight ends don't have a good history in the, especially in fantasy. But it's definitely a high upside pick for sure. And look who's at his flex. His flex is Amari Cooper, a wide receiver two quality. And, and Chase Claypool. And, and then Chase Claypool has the Tampa defense, which is one of the best defenses. Yeah. And then Tyler Bass, which is the Buffalo kicker, and he's he's almost he Buffalo scores a lot of points, yes. so he'll get a lot yes. of extra. Uh, Field, not field goals, uh, extra points. Extra points, yes. But on, actually, I, did, I didn't tell Eric this before the podcast, or maybe I did, but I created a power rankings listing my 10 teams in order from first to worst based on how I view the teams against one, one, one another and as well as the draft. And I'll just I'll say the – I'll say the um, – you know, I'll just say the person and I'll just say their starting lineup. Really quick. So we, we alluded to it a little bit early on, but coming in at number 10 is Connor P. <laughs> he, has, he has some good players. The biggest issue I have is he went pretty much all out on the Ravens. He has Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews, Gus Edwards, Justin Tucker, and Baltimore Ravens defense all from his team. A lot of homer picks there. 
while he does have Christian McCaffrey, can't go wrong there. James Robinson, DeAndre Hopkins, Robbie Anderson, Brandon Cooks. It's for me. It's just he's gonna have to hope that the Ravens don't have any bad weeks. <laughs> it's one bad week and his week is over. Yeah, I mean he has four guys. He has five guys right now in his lineup. Yes, and they have the same bye. Yeah, and he has another. I think one or two Ravens on his bench, and I think in Bateman. Yeah, he Bateman has. he has. He does have Matthew Stafford, so we got a second a second QB, but it's very top heavy. I mean, he has top guys. He has Lamar, he has McCaffrey, he has D hop and he has Tucker and he has Andrews. I mean, Andrews is one of the top second tier guys, but after that it falls. I mean, you cannot have Robbie Anderson as your wide receiver too. No, he's a great bench and he's a quality flex as flex. well. Yes. I mean, he has some good things, but unfortunately he, he takes the final, the last spot in my power rankings due to his enormous Ravens stack. But Coming in at number nine for me, I know he's going to hate me for putting <laughs> him here, is Tommy Fink. Um, so I'll just give everyone a little bit of background on what happened. He had the third pick in the draft, and he did something that you don't see often. He went Devontae Adams at pick number three, and it was a shock to everybody. And, I mean, the rest of his team is decent. I mean, he has Rodgers, he has Hilaire, Sanders, Brendan Ayuk, Darren Waller. Uh, LaVisca Chenault, Jamar Chase, not great on running back. His flexes are very upside-driven and could be yeah. potential flops. I mean, you can honestly argue that Tommy has the worst team. Yeah, very. I mean, I think that Adams pick really – that was the biggest surprise. That was the first and biggest surprise of the draft is that Devontae went third overall. And, I mean, fantasy pros, they have him ranked – they have him ranked as eighth. Yes. Below me. <laughs> yeah. I don't see that, honestly. I just... I, I, just, I mean, you, Hilaire and Sanders as your RB1 and 2. And, like, it's not like you have a good... I mean, Gaskins is not RB1, RB2 no, potential. Not at all. I mean, A.J. Dillon's a flex right now. That's crazy. I mean, he, he has upside potential in Chenault and Chase and even Gabriel Davis, but... They're all what ifs. And yeah, exactly. I mean, in the next team, I'll go go to number eight right now. This team also doesn't have a good running back core as well. Austin, we we talked yeah. a lot with him <laughs> yeah. um, after the draft, but his team consists of Tom Brady at quarterback, which was a little bit of a surprise. Antonio Gibson, Damian Harris as his RB two, AJ Brown and Robert Woods his wide receivers. He does have Travis Kelsey that was his first pick, and then Tyler Lockett. And Kenny Galladay at his flex. He does have Jalen Hurts on the bench. Okay. So he has a backup in case Brady somehow just isn't the fantasy player of a good fantasy player and Hurts is a quality fantasy player. He has Debo on the bench. He does have Michael Thomas on the bench so that he's stashing that for when he returns. The only thing is he was placed on the IR today. So he is now has to be at the minimum six weeks. So who knows what kind of exactly he'll probably just stash him i mean his bench just isn't really impressive kenny galladay as your starting flex is not the best but i mean aj brown robert woods tyler lockett that's a good quality like third place like complete wide receiver group but then i mean damian harris as your RB2 I know. is rough. He took, took him over guys like Mike Davis and Daryl Henderson and Kareem Hunt. And I get that. Damon Harris, I like him a lot. But to take him in, I think he took him in the sixth round. That's 
It's a little insane. Yeah. And then I'm a little skeptical of Gibson. as I think he's a great RB2. A terrific RB2, yeah. I'm just a little worried about RB1 potential and stuff like that. So, But who's coming in at number yeah, seven? Number seven. So you're, you're probably not going to like this one. <laughs> but unfortunately, it is Eric. Um, maybe, maybe a little out of anger for him taking some <laughs> of my guys. But for me, when I, when I look at your team, the biggest, the biggest issues I have are Josh Jacobs and then your two flexes I'm not crazy about. Well, that's not... I would have Michael Gallup as a flex. Okay. I, I like Gallup, but still, it's it's tough for me to say I really like your flexes as as opposed to maybe some of the other teams that are ahead of you. That that really was the deciding factor. I just think Josh Jacobs is going to be a great RB2. I really... I, I get Kenyon Drake scares people, but I just think... I think just Josh Jacobs was a, a fantastic running back last year. And just because Kenyon Drake, who will be a backup, he will be a backup. And Josh Jacobs is a power back. I, they are going. I feel like they're going to have to use him in end zone in the end zone because he's a power back. He's not. He's not a Austin Eckler type. Right. Austin Eckler's dynamic and and is shifty. Josh Jacobs runs through people. Yeah. He'll but, truck the shit out of a middle line. Yes, but the, th- the thing that people don't like about him is he doesn't catch any passes out of the backfield. And this is a PPR league. True. He hasn't had more than 33 receptions in a season. That's kind of why they brought Kanan Drake in there. I believe we saw Josh Jacobs has had two fantastic start seasons to start his career. He If he finds the end zone a bunch, I mean, he is going to be the goal back. That's, that's a definite, but... If he gets the touchdowns, then he's going to finish as an RB2. It's just that's a big what if. Yeah. I mean, Austin Eckler will take take uh, his yeah. load of, uh, of receptions, Whatever. so it'll it'll even out. <laughs> I might have to propose a trade to you after we get Austin because I keep getting mad and mad as we talk about it. But uh, <laughs> on to number six, um, we have Connor Malloy actually is coming in at number six. Pretty much at, at this point, it's, it's a very average team. That the biggest knock against his team is his trio of wide receivers currently in his lineup between Julio Jones, Adam Thielen, and Jerry Judy. Very subpar group of wide receivers. He has an elite group of running backs and a tight end. He has Zeke, Najee Harris, and DeAndre Swift to go along with George Kittle. But when I am looking at his team, I do see Ryan Tannehill at quarterback, like we mentioned before. That kind of devalues his team a little, so... He does take the sixth spot in my power ranking. I don't know why. I'm just not high on Najee Harris. I just do not see. I would. I honestly. I. I just. I don't know why. I know he's my guy, Josh Jacobs. I just don't see how Najee Harris is valued over Josh Jacobs. I guess. I get Najee doesn't have as much competition in the backfield. None. none. But still, he's a rookie, and like he could. There's a there's a chance he could be a very bad flop. He could be. The the reason he could be a big flop is the Steelers really didn't improve their offensive line. But the biggest reason why a lot of people love Najee Harris is he's well, he doesn't have any competition like you were alluding to. He's going to actually get the ball out of the backfield both for the run game and the receiving game. I mean, he's he's gonna score that the Steelers wanna run the ball after what happened last year. So I, I think he deserves to be going where he's going and We've seen rookie running backs perform, so yeah, I, I'm not, you know, mad about that. I like the pick. Yeah, just, we'll, we'll see though. Number five is actually his brother Aaron, which Whoa. is a team that you really raved about, and I know we we talked about it a little bit before um, 
So I'm not going to go over his team again, but your thoughts on me having him at number five? The only sh- uh, knock is Chase Edmonds as RB2. That was the and, biggest thing, yeah. And then Melvin Gordon as flex right now here. But, I mean, he has – never mind. Chase Claypool is going to be his flex right there. So, I mean, that's that's all. So, I mean I'm, – I'm not crazy about Kyle Pitts. That's also what has to – just because the whole rookie tight end have not panned out in fantasy football. So, yeah. Except Evan Ingram, your guy. So, <laughs> I don't know. Don't draft Evan Ingram. No, not at all. Not. Yeah, he'll but. have more drops than catches. <laughs> but um, I guess I I really like it. I mean, RB two is a big position, but man, his his wide receivers are just deep. And this is a PPR league. He I mean, does this, have an impressive group. Yeah. I mean, and also, I mean, Saquon is is not really a game that is true. Well. That was his first round pick. Yeah, that is true. I I'm skeptical on Saquon. Also, I. I have a big decision to make in this this Sunday's draft about uh, the potential targets that yes. are available at, at my drafting position. But, okay, I mean, you, you kind of have a good argument as why Aaron deserves to be number yeah. five. I mean, coming in at number four is myself. I talked about my team a little bit. Um, the only thing that I'm not crazy about is obviously my tight end. I was the last person to take a tight end after getting sniped multiple times. <laughs> um, Fantasy Pros doesn't love my wide receiver group for some reason i think terry mclaurin has top five potential honestly he is in his third year and he's beginning the ball from ryan fitzpatrick and i mean fantasy pros also doesn't like my kicker or defense <laughs> don't really care that they don't like it because i'll find a new defense and i'll find a new kicker when the time comes but i like my team although i did get screwed over a few times i think i i made the most with what i had available yeah a little bit worried about um mike davis Older, yeah, older running back, and then Javante Williams, kind of unproven back at the moment. But you have good pieces to cover. You got Michael Carter, that you think is yes. going to be a hit this year. You have Corey Davis also, and Jalen Waddle, that could very well. A lot of high upside receivers that are young, and yes. I'm hoping it works out. Yeah, I absolutely. Drop them and pick up the hottest guy in the waiver wire, like you did last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully, I may have to do that for um. Maybe for for a little flex help, but yes, it'll happen. We'll see. We'll see. But <laughs> uh, now we're into the top three. So coming in number three is Josh. So I honestly debated about putting him at number one. I really like his, his pick. I I love his, especially. I mean, he has Mahomes. It's two running backs: Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb. Very similar running backs. Yes, very, very. That's that's the knock against his team. It, this is a PPR league, and they're not going to catch a ton of passes. Exactly. That's why he's at three and not higher. His wide receivers are are fine. Jefferson, obviously, you can speak from experience on that one. Oh yeah, I love me um, some Jeff. Not a fan, really, of no fan. <laughs> uh, and his flexes are are good, but, but uh, he has he has. Deontay Johnson on the bench right now and okay. Tyler Boyd. Okay. Yeah. So he could I I like Tony Pollard as the upside and Hines also. I really like his team. I really like his team. I mean yeah. the running backs and QB are just dominant. Yes. Justin Jefferson's wide receiver one. DJ Moore has wide receiver two, a lot of potential there. And if not Deontay Johnson's a wide re- wide receiver too, and Tyler Boyd could very well be. Yeah, a wide I just too. I guess he didn't know it was a PPR league because he drafted Nick. Yeah, yeah he knew, <laughs> but it seems like he didn't. Obviously with Chubb and Henry, but yeah, definitely definitely a solid team, especially with the the big three in Mahomes, Chubb and Henry. But 
On to number two, Lindsay. Uh, she hit it out of the park. She did a very good job considering she did have a J.K. Dobbins pick, which she probably didn't want us to bring up. She, yeah. she did draft him in the seventh round, but at the time we didn't know that he was going to be out for the year. But her team is Dak Prescott, Alvin Kamara, Joe Mixon, D.K. Metcalf, Cooper Cup, Logan Thomas, Chris Carson, and Juju Smith-Schuster in her starting lineup at the moment. I love that team. There's really no one except Juju that I don't like personally, but I don't know how um, you feel. Yeah. Uh, the knock, her bench isn't that great. That would be the only thing, yes. Her bench is not that great. Um, Darnell Mooney has upside. Marvin Jones Jr. has potential upside. Giovanni Bernard, no upside really. No. Rashad Penny, no upside with because she also has Chris Carson. Yes, yeah. So she, she, she better hope. Yeah, she yeah. better hope that Penny doesn't get a lot of good, yeah. get a lot of playing yeah. time. And then Devin Singletary, I had him also last year. He flopped. Yeah, no. He absolutely flopped. I had him as like my RB two to start the season, and he was awful. I, I've said this story, but she'll be in trouble if one of the guys in her starting lineup were to get injured or yeah. miss time, just because she doesn't have a ton of depth. But her starting lineup, I think is the best yes. right now in the league. But I think the number one team, which is Ben, has a more complete team, both starters and uh, bench players. I know I talked briefly about his team before, so I'm not going to get into it. The only knock I have, we both – well, Eric talked about this before, is Mike Evans and really OBJ are the two question marks I have for him. But, like, other than that, I think it's a, a very good team. Yeah, I mean – <laughs> it's 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 really good. I mean, Kareem Hunt as your flex. I mean, I think you move T. Higgins into wide receiver two, Mike Evans into your next your second flex, yeah. which is a very Mike Evans would be a very good flex option. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Definitely. Dalvin Cook, I got him last year, number two running back consensus. Oh, yeah. David Montgomery, great upside also. I mean, absolutely, he hit it out of the park, and his bench is. Jamal Williams. I mean, if DeAndre Swift doesn't work out, he yes, could very well that's work why out. I like, that's why I put him at one over Lindsey. It was close, but the bench was the deciding factor. I am huge on J.D. McKissick. I know you are. I'm huge I, on him. I have all, I always target him in every draft, I'll be honest. I don't see it, honestly. Marquez Callaway. Big big sleeper name right there. And yes. then Devontae Parker also as a safety net, yes, pretty much. Yes, So, um, yeah, there you go. Those are my power rankings. I might... Put on the Instagram polls a list of everyone's team to see what you guys think. See if you agree or disagree with both Eric and I. But we have another segment to get to. And yeah. we're bringing back my power rankings once again. Yes. Are you, are you excited? Absolutely. I'm excited to see my Yankees back in the top five again after losing three straight after winning 13 straight in which it bye-bye Rays. <laughs> We'll see if the Yankees make it. They are in a little bit of a, a tough stretch right now. I mean, Garrett Cole just pitched seven innings, 15 Ks. Okay, so maybe I'll make a last minute change right now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so let's let's get right into it. Um, it's we've had a two week hiatus from my last power rankings. So without further ado, the number one team for this week are the Tampa Bay. Raise up two spots. Those goddamn number Rays. one. Eric's second favorite team, eighty-four and forty-eight, tied oh for first God. in MLB, nine and one in their last ten. They're currently the hottest team in baseball, as much as Eric doesn't want to admit it. Ugh, it's true. Damn. 
since my last power ranks, they've gone 11 and one, took two of three from the White Sox, and took the first two from the Red Sox. Oh my God, these Rays, these goddamn Rays. I've been on this. They're a great regular season team. Me and Jed agree. I mean, they're fuck. God damn. The, the Yankees won a 13 game winning streak. During that time frame, they only made a one-game difference between them and the Rays, in which the closest they ever got during that 13-game winning streak was four games. Wow. The Ray, uh, granted, the Rays have one, have had a very easy schedule. The Red Sox just poo-pooed. Well, I am the White Sox haven't been playing well either. So yeah. I, that's they earned my. I said it before on the last rankings. Good. They earned my respect yes. because they beat the White Sox. And then ever since, they have a very easy schedule. And their upcoming schedule is so easy. They're absolutely going to be the number one seed in the AL. They're going to win the division now that the Yankees lost three in a row after winning 13 in a row. I don't even know if the Yankees would have been able to catch them because of how... The thing is, their regular season, they don't have a starting pitcher for the playoffs. They have pitchers. Right, right. They don't have a starting pitcher. They have a crap ton of pitchers, but... That's to watch out for in the playoffs is their pitching. Yeah, they're just hoping it. Like, they're throwing it to the wall and hoping it sticks. Yes, I mean, they're absolutely. They absolutely. And it, but are. it's been working though, the, the, especially in this past stretch where they've gone on a nice winning streak. Yeah, the, it's been working in the regular season. In the postseason, yeah. granted, sixty-game seasons, they had starting pitching then. Right. They got rid of them for some damn reason. Yeah. So it's. Let's see it. Let's see how the Rays are going to raise because they always find a way. Yeah, I mean, that's... Bars. Kinda, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I mean, that's kind of why I like the White Sox a little bit better. Exactly. Because they have the pitching. Exactly. And they, they don't have... It's not like they have no one in their starting lineup. But they, the Rays just beat them. I know. But two guys I do want to mention. Uh, Wander Franco, the number one prospect in the MLB coming into the season. He started off very slow, hitting under 200. In the second half of the season, he's hitting 303, and he's currently in the midst of a 31-game on-base streak. He just passed Mel Ott, a Hall of Famer, last night. So that's a pretty nice thing to see for the Rays. He's kind of he's, he's living up to the hype so yeah, far. Yeah, so far, yeah, yes. definitely. And then another guy, um, we're talking about some of these guys where we're pitchers they just find and somehow get something <laughs> out of. Yep. Luis Patino, a guy they acquired in the Blake Snell trade. We've seen them do this before when they when they trade their, their stars and they get these guys back that find a way to produce. He has a 2.31 ERA in his last 11 innings pitched. I get saying pitching is obviously a concern in the postseason, but their pitching has been phenomenal over this past stretch. Seventh in, seventh in baseball in team, er, team, team ERA over the past 15 days. Now, the thing is, is that when you don't have – they legitimately – I can't name a single legitimate starter for them. So when you don't have starters, you don't have those guys that can eat up innings. Right, right. And when you don't have guys that have – like can guarantee you six innings in the game, you have to use multiple guys. Right. With multiple guys comes multiple arms, and arms get sore. Mm-hmm. Mind you – they had a lot of success last year, but that was that was sixty games. Every team's guys' arms, their pitchers, their arms were fresh. Yes. But now you add a hundred more games to those. Add a hundred more, just inning, not not innings. You have to add 
to a guy, you have to add roughly around 50 extra innings, I would have to say, in that season. Yeah, yeah. That's 50 less innings you can have them in the postseason. Right. I mean, obviously, you're not going to get 50 innings out of a guy in the postseason, but fatigue's going to set in, and they ha- luckily they have a lot of guys, but every pitcher's arm, every pitcher their arm gets tired when they get in the postseason. Mm-hmm. That's why the game gets smaller because you only need your starter to go five innings and then let's throw it to the bullpen. Right. Can the Rays get through those five innings? I'm not worried about about the back four. Yeah, uh, that's that's the biggest question. It's the though. first yeah. five. Right. If teams can strike early against them because the Yankees have a bullpen, the White Sox have a bullpen, the Astros kind of have a bullpen. They improved Not, it. It's, they improved it. I don't think it's on the level of the Rays. But I, the Yankees, I think, have a better starting cast than the Rays. The White Sox definitely do, and I think Houston does. Yeah. So it's these teams that they're going to compete with, they can hold them for the first five, then they win the game. Then they can win the series. But it's those first five innings. We'll have to see. It's, it's going to be very interesting because – Honestly, with how good their pitching has been, their offense has been just as good, not better. They they're leading the MLB in runs since the All Star break. Right? I mean, it's insane. Yeah, but you can't, you cannot expect that in the playoffs. No, I mean, the offense is not going to win you the World Series. It's, it's going to be the pitching. That's why we both like teams like the Brewers and exactly. teams that have the the top tier pitching. Yeah. But. Yeah, so on to number two, down one spot for my last power rankings are the San Francisco Giants. Still at the top. They're actually tied with the Rays right now for first in the MLB. They're, they're still hanging around at the top of the MLB, 84-48. They are on a three-game losing streak. Since my last power rankings, they went 6-6. Six and six. They took two of three from the Athletics. They lost two of three from the Braves. And they have currently in a series with the Brewers where they've lost the first two. What do you think about the Giants in this rankings? That carriage is starting to seem to turn into a pumpkin right now. <laughs> I've been... Again, they could very well go on and win six straight and just eliminate the entire... The, the gap that they had with the Dodgers that has been closed up now. But Half um, a game. That's that's what it's down to right now. Exactly. Yeah. Could change tonight while yes. we're recording. Yeah, Could have already changed. Could have already changed. Know. But... Magic could be squirting a little bit. You may be running out of the little fairy pixie dust that made this magical season. They're still going to get in the playoffs. It's whether or not they'll have any more magic dust left in order to win a few games because, I mean, it it's an anomaly. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah, the, their offense has been struggling this past stretch. They're ranked 24th in OPS over the past 15 days. Brandon Crawford and Buster Posey are hitting under 200 over this past stretch. Their best hitter right now has been Lamonte Wade, who's only hitting 256 oh. with two home runs and five RBIs. If they don't get back to where they were in the beginning of the season, they're they're gonna have a tough time getting to the World Series. Yeah, I don't think they want they they cannot end up in a wild card game against the Padres. No, no. I mean the Padres have struggled, but. Uh, it's, it'll be tough. It'll you for the Giants to win a games, they need to be in a series. They can't be in a yeah one game take sure. all. Yeah. Absolutely not. I mean, their pitching has been great throughout the stretch and even throughout the season. Three point oh eight ERA, fifth in the MLB. So as long as they if they can get that hitting back to where it was, they can still compete with the Dodgers. Although I think we both agree that the Dodgers are still the better yeah, team and absolutely. more likely the favorite. But 
Speaking of those Dodgers, coming in at number three, down one spot. Fortunately, the Rays bumped these two teams down just because how hot they were. Are the Los Angeles Dodgers, 84 and 49. Los Dodgers. Yes, third in the MLB, second in the NFL. NFL. <laughs> NFL. <laughs> talking so much football, I forgot what sport we're talking about. Uh, best run differential in the MLB at 212. 10 and 3 since my last parent because they had a tough series loss against the Colorado Rockies. Ooh. Not not what you want to see. No. Um it, then they in the middle of a series where they've taken the first two against the Braves. Yeah, I mean Dodgers just doing what the Dodgers do. They just win games and it's just they've been dominant and now they're half a game back. Very well could have been half a game up by now. Yeah. On the Giants. And which I mean, I don't I don't know what the highest game difference was. I'm trying to think. I had to be at least five. I yeah. Think. yeah. Yeah. I mean, they they did what the Yankees couldn't. <laughs> they actually yeah. gained ground and in, uh, in, are now in striking distance in order to take back the top seed in the NL, in which that's how everyone envisioned them to be. It was almost a guarantee. Yeah, at the beginning of the season. Oh yeah, no one, no one thought about the Giants. Like, no one did. Only, only people in San Francisco maybe thought that. Not, no one else did around in the country or the world. So. Oh, absolutely. No, I'm, I so. mean, yeah, I mean, we talked about the Dodgers and their star power. They added even more star power at the deadline of Trey Turner. He's been outstanding over this past stretch. Three, four, love seven. him on the show. Love him on the show. Yeah, you love you love him <laughs> when you you know don't want to reach quit after two innings, but uh, <laughs> after not giving up. <laughs> five triples in a game maybe yeah yeah well thank you to that old uh st- old uh, ballpark in minnesota <laughs> for that one but uh yeah we, we, we've actually talked about cody ballinger a lot on the podcast and we're waiting for him to turn it around he has not done so yet he's still hitting under 170 jeez 119 over the past 15 days the team offense has struggled they're 26 in ops but actually behind the giants over the past 15 days which is Interesting to see their their pitching has been keeping them afloat. Yeah, I mean Max Scherzer, I think is four and zero since being with the Dodgers. Yeah, he's been dominant. The, <sighs> that trade is just blows my mind. So I mean, the two guys the Nationals got haven't even done well, and they they both played on the in the big league club, and like those. Nah, I, <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah. The Nats are gonna Nats. Just oh, the Mets, man. <laughs> A little tangent. The Mets, oh. his the, their GM got a DUI. I saw that. Yeah, after <laughs> visiting Steve Cohen's house for a fundraiser. <laughs> the Mets. That's all. I, and that's right after all that booing controversy goes down with with Javier. Ba- oh my God! The Mets are gonna Mets. The Nats are gonna Nats. Both teams always find a way. They find a way, no matter what it is. I mean. I, I have a little thing I wanted to talk about the Mets later on, just just where they were and where they are now, but. Just leave it at that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So so who's coming in at number four now? Yes. Uh, number four, actually staying at this spot for my last power rankings, your your team, the Houston Astros, 78 uh, and 54. <laughs> fifth in the MLB, second in the American League right now, eight and five since my last power rankings. They really haven't faced anyone of note, really, besides the Mariners, who really aren't going to be in the playoff picture anyways, although they are on the outside looking in. Um, thoughts about the Astros at number four? Seems about right. I mean, that's how that that just is like, yeah, they're there. Uh, they don't seem like a massive threat, especially even in the playoffs. They just don't seem like a massive threat, like a like the Brewers as a sneaky good team. Like, oh shit, watch out for the Astros. 
No, you don't say that. Yeah, the lock of the pitcher. That's really what it exactly. comes down to. I mean, yeah. yeah, and I know their offense is really good, but it just doesn't It doesn't seem like it pops. No. It doesn't pop like the White Sox. It doesn't pop like the Dodgers do. But it, it it's a great offense. And, like, name-wise, it doesn't pop like the Yankees' offense. No, no, not, not, no, not anymore. I mean, when they had, like, Springer and guys like yes, that. Yes, exactly. It's, it's not the same. They, I mean, they're still, over this past 15 days or whatever, they still sustained it. They're top seven in OPS. It's just they're pitching in the middle of the, middle of the pack. And exactly. that, that's not sustainable. No, that's not. You all. can't have a what I would consider a good offense and an average pitching. I mean, that's yeah. they're in a weak division i mean the athletics are a great team they just five game lead right now uh, yeah I, they're gonna win the division but it's not after the athletics no. it's a crap shoot yeah i mean i didn't mention this on an, i think the last power rankings that the a's and the astros have six games to go together yeah. that final week or so of the season so we'll see i mean i do think the astros are gonna wind up taking it but those games are gonna be very interesting yeah exactly if the athletics can keep up the pace with yes. the a- astros yeah. yes so the last spot of my power rankings Come is the on. New York. Nope, no New York Yankees What's missing up? out. What? Missing out this week. What the three-game losing streak really put a bad taste in my mouth, and they don't belong. Unfortunately, this after a nice what thirteen-game winning streak, yeah, New York couldn't stop talking about it. Uh, who could? Not, not, well. It was a nice run. It, um, a fan- it put them back on the map. It did. It, it really did, and. Credit to Cashman and the front office for making those moves like Rizzo and Gallo, but we're not going to talk about the Yankees on this episode, unfortunately, as much as as much as you want to. The Milwaukee Brewers take the final spot in my power rankings. All right, eighty-one and fifty-two, fourth in the MLB, third in the NL, eight and five since my last power rankings. I mentioned this before; they've taken the first two against the Giants. That series is in progress right now; could have an outcome already. We just don't know because. We're putting out the content for you guys. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we both we've said this numerous times. The Brewers are a fantastic team, and we both like them a lot in the postseason. I actually think that the Brewers should be at number four now. Really? Now okay. knowing that the Brewers are on the list, I think that they deserve to be at number four because I just see them more as a threat. I got you. Yeah. As like a as a Yankee fan, I would much rather face the athlete, uh, the Astros rather than the Brewers because of that top and I. I don't think their offense is that bad. Their pitching is superior to, I think, anyone else in the field, honestly. So that makes up for a lot of what I would consider as a, a good offense. I I think it's kind of slept on. I mean, Yelich. Yelich has turned Adams, it around. Kane. Yeah. Um, Moustakis. Moustakis on the Reds, but he was on the Brewers. You've done that before. It's okay. I've done that it's before. Okay. Um okay. Oh, there's another dude. Oh, uh, well. Uh, uh, the the uh, the Asian guy. Um, oh, he, he uh, Keston Hira and Omar Navias are the other guys that I don't think he mentioned. Keston Hira is the Asian guy. Okay. Yeah. I I don't know what descent he is. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, but yeah. I I like him as a hitter also. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I you did mention Yelich. After struggling in the first half, he's hitting through 47 in his last 49 at-bats. I think he's the X factor of them potentially beating someone like the Dodgers or Giants because they have the pitching. I mean, third-best team ERA in baseball right now at 3.35. Their pitching is carrying them. Their offense has been mediocre, 18th in OPS, not going to help. 
I just think it, I just think it's gonna heat. I think it's gonna be like the oh shit, these Dodgers, these uh, Brewers getting hit against the Dodgers. I think it. I feel like I just get this sneaky little feeling that uh, the Brewers are gonna be this year's Rays. It's very possible. Um, before we get out of here, I just want to just dive into the playoff picture. I'm just gonna say the the what the current playoff picture is looking like. So it's gonna be the Rays who have the one seed versus either the Yankees or the Red Sox who are currently in the wild card. I'm assuming you would like the Yankees in that in that game. I mean, I even if an honest opinion, it's Garrett it will be Garrett Cole versus Chris Sale who's coming off. He's just now starting again. I don't know how you wouldn't take Garrett Cole in a one game yeah. matchup. Especially if it's I, at home. Yeah, that makes yeah. I can't argue with that. I mean I mean do you think I mean right now the athletics are one game back of the Red Sox for the wild card this the Mariners are three and a half back. I would much rather face the Athletics. I know we just split a series with them and yeah. stuff. I would much rather face the Athletics then. Do you think? But do, do you think the Red Sox take that final wild card spot? Or do you think the um, uh, that's tough because I I don't re- fully remember how in how good those guys those teams remaining schedules were. Mm. I'm going to say the Red Sox do squeak out. I think it may be a game difference. Okay. Where you're like, as Yankee fans, you're like, shit, we got to go in a one-game series against the Sox. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be so anxious that day. I'm sure you are, yeah. I, it, I, I'll be so jittery that day if it's against the Sox. If it's against the Athletics, I'll be I'll – be, I'll still be very nervous, right. but I will be – I will not be – Shaking my knee at every pitch. <laughs> that, that makes sense. Um, and then the two seed Astros would be against the three seed great White series. Sox. That's going to be a great series. Although the White Sox have struggled, I still have faith in them. I mean, it is. It's going to be a terrific series, no doubt. Yeah, I actually feel like I would take Houston over the White Sox, mm, really? not just because of experience. I, I get do. it. Yeah, I just and it's you're just going to be like, what the hell. Like I want this young team to go far. Like what? What? What's going on? <laughs> Why are the cheating Astros still making it to the ALCS? Yeah. Come on, White Sox. But I feel like it's just experience. Just is something that is so valuable. Yeah. And that. So I just, I just have that hunch. If it ends up being them too, and then it would be the Rays versus. The winner in that wild card right. game. And then we're not going to get into the full prediction on yeah, that, but yeah. we'll get into the NL really quickly. Right now, it's supposed to be the Giants versus the either Dodgers or Padres. A few teams that are currently trying to catch the Padres. You got the Reds a yes. half game back. The Cardinals two games back. Whoa. And the Phillies two and a half games back. It's most likely to be the Reds or Padres, but I just want to mention about the Mets. We talked about them before. They had a 65% chance at winning the division on August 1st. It's not four point nine percent. The Mets are a disaster franchise. Just they're yeah. awful. They, but, um, yeah. I'm happy I'm a Yankees fan. Yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> should be. I don't like the Mets either. I'm a Marlins fan, so we're but, we're willing to take on Mets fans. Yes, because yes, yeah. yes, especially the one on that story. But but real, do you ha- do you think the Reds or either the Phillies or Cardinals could catch the Padres? Not the Phillies. The Phillies were hot for a second. And then they're not. Yeah. It seems like they're like kind of in between playing that 500 ball that they were for the majority of the season. Yeah. Cardinals, no. I just no one sticks out. I mean, they have Arenado, but I mean, and they have Schmidt, Goldschmidt, yeah. but mm. no one really pops. Yeah. The Reds, I Winker, 
Castellanos, Castellanos, Sonny Gray, and Sonny Gray, the old Yankee <laughs> that got too scared to pitch in the stadium. Um, I'm still sticking with the Padres. Tatis is back. Yes, he's hitting home runs and like right from right field. He's in playing. right field. Yeah. I mean, I used him in a game, and uh, he he did great to me. He launched a nuke off of you. I intentionally walked him, I think, the next three <laughs> yeah, times. Yeah, so. Yes, exactly. Uh, so, I mean, maybe teams should do that in real life also. I mean, analytics would say no, but <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't be opposed to if I was a, an MLB manager. And then the final series right now would be the two-seed Brewers versus the three-seed Braves. I think that's going to be a very good series as well. You do? Re- really good offense against really good pitching. That's, that's why. Yeah, they have very... Braves have very good offense, even without their star player. It is surprising that they've been able to sustain that. I'm taking, I mean, you're considered successful if you fail 70% of the time. So in that reason, I'm taking the Brewers. I would take Brewers in that if it ends up being that. But, yeah, that's the playoff picture, guys. Yeah, we're in September. Going to be a crazy month ahead of us for the MLB and then NFL starting. I think we're going to do some NFL predictions next week for the the start of the season next Thursday. So, oh my gosh, we're, we're gonna have some crazy predictions. Bold and boring. Boring will be from Eric. Bold will be from me. But oh, it, no. it's That's... gonna be it's gonna be a good prediction show. Oh, them Giants, baby! <laughs> Woo wee! All right, episode eighteen. Episode eighteen, guys. In which, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we hope you really enjoyed. Peace out, guys.